Shalom, and thank you for listening to sermons from Tikvot Israel, a Messianic synagogue in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. Listening to the podcast is great, but if you want the full experience, please join us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for our worship service. We are located at the corner of Boulevard and Grove, across from the Art Museum. For more information, you can visit our website at tikvotisrael.com. There, you can support the ministry, learn more about Messianic Judaism, and contact us with any questions or comments. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. Thank you, Maggie. And uh, before I get started with my talk this morning, I just want to thank you all for your regular giving of tithes and offerings to Tikvot Israel Congregation. Without your loving uh, offerings and givings each week, we would not be able to do the work we can do here, uh, providing the gospel, the good news to the Jewish community and to uh, Gentiles alike. So, thank you. And you can give, uh, before I, yes, you can give in the boxes back by the doors and online at tickbotisrael.com. Yes. So, I want to talk to you this morning about integrity. What is integrity? It seems like these days a week does not go by when you don't hear about someone, whether it is uh, a celebrity, a politician, a businessman, an athlete, or somebody who is falling from grace, somebody that you thought was, uh, gee, I thought he was a good guy, but then he gets in some type of trouble, either uh, he's stealing money, some type of corruption, sexual immorality, what have you. It just seems like it's a constant barrage week after week. Our culture is totally obsessed with image. It's all about how you look. We tend to become obsessed with celebrities. People are constantly posting pictures of themselves on Facebook, on Instagram, to uh, show how they look and looking at celebrities and stuff like that. But God is not interested in your outward appearance. Instead, the Bible says, God looks on the heart. So, what is integrity? I'd like to start off with a kind of a, a theme verse. It's the one in Matthew, chapter 8, verse 8. Matthew 5, 8. It says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Some of you will recognize this verse. This is part of the Sermon on the Mount that Yeshua gave, or what my Tree of Life Bible refers to as the Drash on the Mount. It's the, the sermon, the, the giving of the inter interpretation of the word on the mount. And it says, and, and what Yeshua said here, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. What does it mean to see God? Seeing God means getting close to God. Those who see God will feel the power of God. Those who see God will feel the purpose of God, experience the presence of God. Well, then what is it meant by pure in heart? Well, in today's language, that pretty much means integrity. That means someone who has integrity. What does it mean to have integrity? Well, let's say what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that you're sinless. It doesn't mean that you're perfect. And it doesn't mean that you never make a mistake. 
Like I said, God is more interested in your attitude than your actions. There are many examples in the Bible of people who did the right thing for the wrong reasons. There are also a good number of examples in the Bible of leaders, of kings, who did not always do the right thing, and yet God said they were okay. The Bible says Moses had integrity. Moses was a great man. He made a couple mistakes here and there. The Bible says Noah had integrity. The Bible says Abraham had integrity. We know he made a mistake here or two that, you know, was when he went down to Egypt telling him that the, his wife was his sister, stuff like that. King David had integrity. Now, we all know he made some mis real mistakes. The Bible said Paul had integrity. Yet, none of these guys were perfect. So, how do we define integrity? Well, I'd like to define integrity in three terms. Number one is wholeness. Integrity is wholeness. Integrity, the word integrity comes, the root word is integer. Do you all remember the word integer from when you were in math class in school? What is an integer? An integer is a whole number. Integer means your life is whole. You have wholeness. The word integration, wholeness, togetherness, is the opposite of segregation, separation. Wholeness, integration, means we are all in the same family. People tend to put their lives in pie slices. Uh, this is my work life slice. This is my family life slice. I keep them separate. This is my spiritual life slice. This is my secret life. In other words, I act one way at home, I act another way at work, I act another way with friends, etc. If you segment your life like that, you're not going to have integrity. So wholeness defines integrity. A second way to define integrity is authenticity. Authenticity. What does it mean to have authenticity? It means you keep it real. You're not a fake. You're not a phony. You act the same no matter where you are. What you see is what you get. Authenticity. In ancient Greek plays, the actor would wear a mask to define their character. They would walk out on stage with a, with a mask on a stick and hold it in front of their face. Often the same actor would come out on stage wearing different masks, depending on which scene they were in. They were called hypocrites. Hypocrites. That's the ancient Greek word for actors who wear masks. That's how we get our modern word, hypocrite. A third way to define integrity is unmixed motion, motivation. Unmixed motivation means you do the right thing for the right reason. Integrity is what you are when nobody's looking. Human beings tend to be interested in reputation. I want to have a good public in image. I want to look, you know. We want to look good. 
God is interested in your character, what you are when you're alone with God. Now, Proverbs, not surprisingly, has a lot to say about integrity. Proverbs 11.20 says, The Lord detests people with crooked hearts, but He delights in those with integrity. The Lord detests people with crooked hearts, but He delights in those with integrity. It gives God delight to see you act, walk, and live with integrity, with a pure heart. Now, being a woman or a man of integrity has benefits. Let's look at some of these benefits. Number one is the blessing of personal confidence. Being a person of integrity means you're not trying to be a phony all the time. You're not trying to put on a front or a fake image. You become a person that people want to be around. You don't have to be afraid of your faults. It's relaxing. Proverbs 10.9 says, One who walks in integrity walks securely, but one who takes crooked paths will be discovered. See, people who lack integrity have to keep lying all the time. They have to keep up this image. They keep the have, have to keep covering for themselves all the time. It becomes stressful all the time because you're having to think, well, yeah, what, what, what did I tell that person or what did I tell this person? Did I tell them the same thing or do I got two different stories going on? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, they might find me out. So having integrity, the blessing is when you're honest and you can be yourself, you have confidence. You don't have to worry about putting on an image, putting on the mask, being the hypocrite. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 3. The integrity of the upright guides them, but the crookedness of the treacherous will destroy them. You see, integrity keeps you on the right path. It shows you which way to go next. Sometimes you start to wander through life. Sometimes you don't know what to do next. But integrity helps you to see what to do next, what your next step should be. So integrity can give you self-confidence, personal confidence. What is another benefit of integrity? It'll give you a lasting legacy. Your greatest legacy is your integrity. The integrity that you have will last beyond you. You see, after you're gone, the money you have, if you have any left, that's going to go to your heirs. Like they say, you can't take it with you. That work you were doing, well, that's going to be given to somebody else who's going to do that. Those trophies you earned, all those fancy trophies, well, they're probably just going to end up in the trash heap. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 7. A righteous person walks in integrity. Blessed are his children after him. Now, I know there's no such thing as a perfect parent, but you've made some good choices, and those good choices you are passing on. Yes, I know you've made mistakes, but remember, the story is not over yet. Sometimes the greatest choices are made 
when things are not going so good, when there doesn't seem to be many blessings at the time. A good example of that is the story of Job. He had integrity in spite of losing it all. We read in Job chapter 8 and verses 5 through 7, But if you pray to God and seek the favor of the Almighty, and if you are pure and live with integrity, He will surely rise up and restore your happy home. And though you started with little, you will end with much. These are the words of uh, Job's friend, Bildad the Shuhite, talking to Job. He said, Job, if you pray to God and seek the favor of the Almighty, if you are pure and live with integrity, He will surely rise up and restore your happy home. You will have a lasting legacy. And you know, that's exactly what happened. Some of you may think, well, you know, I've lived with integrity most of my life. What's the use? But the point is, just like with Job, your story is not over. Your story is not over. The greatest integrity might be what you do after a loss of integrity or when things are not so great or not so, don't seem like a blessing. It's not too late. So, the benefits so far are it gives us confidence. It gives us a lasting legacy. Thirdly, integrity rewards us with blessings in eternity. And this is the greatest blessing, the one that lasts forever. Do you remember the parable of the talents that Yeshua taught as an example? Do you remember that from uh, Matthew chapter 25, verse 21? He said in his parable, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful with a little, so I'll put you in charge of much. Enter into your master's joy. You see, having integrity in little things, having being faithful in little things is going to make a difference because it builds up your rewards in heaven. Being faithful in small things when no one is watching. It's easy to have integrity when everybody is watching. But just like this servant who was given the talents of gold and his master told him to go away and invest them, nobody was watching. He could have done anything with them. He could have ran off with them for all that matter, but no, he invested in them. And his master rewarded him. It's in the small moments that you show real integrity. Remember, integrity is what you are when nobody is watching. We can all list areas where we have failed. It's easy to make a list of all your failures and sins. Let's put those on the forgiven by Messiah side of the ledger. There's another side of the ledger, and that's the reward side. Every little thing you do on the integrity side of the ledger is rewarded in integrity, with in inter ah, eternity. Every little thing you do on the integrity side of the ledger is rewarded in eternity. Every act of kindness, every time you reject temptation, 
Every time you say a little prayer of faith, that is the blessing of integrity. You know, King David said it best, and it's recorded here in Psalm 15. It's a Psalm of David. He said, Adonai, who may dwell in your tent? Who may live on your holy mountain? He's saying, you know, God, who gets to live with you? Who gets to have a relationship with you? Who gets to be your friend, God? Who may dwell in your tent? And then he answers, verse 2, the one who walks with integrity, who does what is right and speaks truth in his heart, who does not slander with his tongue, does not wrong his neighbor, and does not disgrace his friend, who despises a vile person in his eyes, but honors those who fear Adonai, who keeps his oath even when it hurts and does not change who lends his money without usury and takes no bribe against the innocent. One who does these things will never be shaken. Never be shaken, just like I mentioned in Proverbs, right? We have rewards in eternity. So the characteristics of someone with integrity, speaking the truth in your heart, refuses to slander others with their tongue, saying nasty things about others, does not gossip against his friend or neighbor. He honors those that fear the Lord. He keeps his promises even when it hurts. Huh. That's not much fun, but it's, it says keeping your promises, doing the right thing, being generous, and being someone that cannot be bought. You see, the person who walks with integrity walks securely. You want to have stability in your life? You want to have confidence? Walk with integrity. If you go through life without integrity, you end up going through life insecure, always worrying about what people think, what people see. Are they going to find me out? When you walk with integrity, you walk with wholeness. You walk with authenticity and unmixed motivation. It is proclaiming, I'm going to have the same commitment in my marriage that I have in my career. I'm going to have the same commitment in raising my family that I have in making money. We have talked about what it is, what are the benefits of integrity. So how do you become a person of integrity? And here's some of the ways you become a person of integrity. Number one, keep your promises. Keep your word. It's saying your word is your bond. Proverbs, again, Proverbs has so much about to say about integrity. Proverbs 25, verse 14 says, Like clouds and wind without rain is one who boasts about a gift not given. You know, we don't think about it so much now. You know, it's, it's raining. We've had a lot of rain lately. But come the middle of summertime when we're in the middle of the drought and the heat and, you know, the plants are starving for water and you see sometimes the wind starts to blow and the, the clouds form and come up and then all of a sudden they just kind of go or they just dissipate. No rain. It's like you were waiting for rain but nothing happens. 
That's what Proverbs says. Like clouds and wind without rain is one who boasts about a gift not giving. No. What promises have you made that have not kept? Whether it's to your children, your spouse, to God. Psalm 15 said that a person of integrity keeps their promises even when it hurts. So it's keeping your promises. Number two, it's paying your bills. Psalm 37 verse 21 says, the wicked man borrows and never pays back. You're spending more money than you make? Don't default on your loans. What about to the government? About paying your taxes? It says, don't defraud the government. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but they, they're wasting the money. You know, they're like they're you know they're deficit spending and they spend it on all those stupid things. Uh, um, that doesn't make it right. In the book of Romans, Paul says to pay your taxes. Yes, they may lack integrity, but that doesn't mean you should lack integrity. They're accountable for that. Keeping your promises, paying your bills. Number three. Refusing to gossip. This is relational integrity. Don't be talking behind people's backs. Spreading rumors. Accepting gossip is as bad as offering up gossip. Just like stealing is a crime, if you accept stolen goods, it's a crime. Spreading gossip is not right, and neither is receiving it. Number four by faithfully tithing. Do I trust God with my finances? Do I put him first? Remember, wherever you put your money first, that's where your heart is. A familiar verse in Malachi chapter 3 that we know. In verses 8 through 10, it says, Will a man rob God? For you are robbing me. But he says, how have, you, how have we robbed you, but they say, in the tithe and in the offering? You have been cursed with the curse, yet you keep robbing me, the whole nation. Bring the whole tithe into my storehouse. Then there will be food in my house. Now test me in this, says Adonai Sevaod, if I will not open up for you the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing for you until no one is without enough. Yes, tithing is a part of integrity. It's part of your spiritual integrity. Number five, we become or live a life of integrity by doing our best at work. This is vocational integrity. Do your best at work. What do you do when your boss is away? You know, I remember years ago I had a, a coworker when our, when our manager was out of town and I just started to notice whether, whether our manager was uh, out at a meeting or on vacation, this guy would consistently come in late and consistently leave early and pretty much consistently take a long lunch. Now, I mean, he was a nice guy, and so, you know, but it was almost like childish behavior. It was like when the boss was out, he would like, I started to notice it after it was like clockwork. He's going to come in late. He's going to take a long lunch, and he's going to go home early. Some people say, well, yeah, but everybody else is doing it. No. Proverbs 18.9 says, one who is slack in his work 
his brother to one who destroys. If you are not giving your best, you are in effect sabotaging someone else's business. If you are not doing your best, it shows a lack of integrity. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 says, with the apostle Shaul wrote, Work willingly at whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Do it as you're working as before the Lord. Forget about that that's, you know, whatever that person it is. You're setting an example. You are a person of God. You work as you're working before the Lord. So that's doing my best at work. Number six, being real with others. Remember we talked about being authentic? It's being real. It's walking the talk. You don't say one thing and do another. You are not a hypocrite. Do you know what's so bad about when we hear in the news about a spiritual leader falling? You know why it's such a big deal? Because the whole world is watching. People watch us. People see what you're doing. They see what these well-known spiritual leaders are doing. When a spiritual leader fails, whether it has to do with money, adultery, lying, etc., the world looks at that and says, hey, you preached against all these things as sins and in many cases condemned other people who committed them, and now you're caught doing the same thing. And they say, what do they say? What a hypocrite. Why should I listen to you and your gospel message? It hurts. It hurts the body. 2 Corinthians in chapter 4, verse 2 says, We renounce the hidden shameful ways, not walking in deception or distorting the word of God, but commending ourselves before God to everyone's conscience by the open proclamation of the truth. Your life is an open book. There is only one way to keep it real. You got to care more about God's approval than about people's approval. How do you keep your way pure? Live according to God's Word. We need to spend less time in Facebook and more time with our face in the book, if you know what I mean. This message today is not an easy one to hear, and it's certainly not an easy one to teach. Because I can go down the list see where I messed up time and time again. You know, the first step towards good works is admitting I've done bad works. The confession of bad works is the beginning of good works. So the first step to becoming a man of integrity, a woman of integrity, is to confess to God, hey God, I admit it, I messed up. This is why we need a Messiah. This is why we need forgiveness. The Bible says we have all sinned and all have fallen short. This is why you need grace. So the first step is to say, Lord, I admit it. I don't have integrity in these areas. But what really matters is the direction of your heart. You know... I am not always unselfish. I want to be, but I'm not. I'm not always kind, 
I want to be, but I'm not. I don't always keep my promises. I want to, but I don't. I don't always do my best. I don't want to gossip, but sometimes I do. You see, I want to be a man of integrity. Thankfully, God doesn't look down and say, man, what a screw-up. Why did he fall for that again? Instead, he says, there is a guy who has a heart for me, and I want to bless him. That is the man I want to be. You're never going to be sinless, but you can be sinless. That is a choice, and it is a choice of integrity. That is my direction. Then God can say to you, just like he said to King David, there is a man after my own heart. There is a woman after my own heart. That comes from the power and the grace of God. Let us pray. Thank you, Yeshua, that you were sinless and you were the ultimate example of integrity so that you could pay the price for all of my sins. There is no way, God, that I could measure up to your standards. That is why I need your grace and forgiveness. Thank you for sending your Son, our Messiah. Amen. Shabbat Shalom.